Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. a podcast from me, Nicole Byer. It's trying to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could uh, buy me a plane ticket, uh, fly me to Wyoming, and then leave me there. Okay, my guest today <laughs> is a hilarious comedian and public speaker and was a semifinalist on America's Got Talent. It's Jackie Fabulous! Pew, pew, pew. Hello! <laughs> How are you? Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. And I'm wonderful on this whatever game day this is of nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait till the Patriots win. I have no fucking clue who's in it this year. All I know is Mary J. Blige is going to be there. That's all I know. I (laughs) am very excited to watch the halftime show when it appears on YouTube. Okay. Uh... I love the halftime show. I loved Shakira and J-Lo. Uh, that was two years ago. At the, oh, my God. What is life? I know. I watched it over and over again. When it came on, it changed my life. And then now, but two years. I know. It's insane. Two. Who was last year? I don't. Did they have a? They had to have. That's a good question. I'm, God, we must not have cared. Who the hell did it last year? I believe it was The weekend. Ah, oh, The oh, weekend. The weekend. <laughs> oh. That mess. Which to me is like... It was horrible. I'm not trying to get hyped to The weekend. I'm trying to fuck to The weekend. You know what I'm saying? It was trash. It left me with bad dreams. It was so weird. It was like, <laughs> it was like he was on hallucinogens. It was the weirdest performance. <laughs> Jackie... 
Let's. I want to. I want to talk about you. Okay. Fuck the weekend. No, I'm kidding. The weekend. He's great. I love him. Please don't come for me. Um, how did you get into comedy? Tell me. Boredom. Last resort. It's <laughs> not no fancy story. I just. I was bored. I was a funny girl at one of my jobs. Not the clown, but like the funny girl. And my girlfriend's mm-hmm. like, you should, you should think about, you know, maybe. I, I, I had a job at LegalZoom.com on Hollywood Boulevard in L.A. And mm-hmm. so I, I work with a lot of actors and everyone's in the business, young, trying to figure out their way. And I was just happy because I was, I was finishing up law school and I was bored and I had a day job and I just tried uh, open mics at night. I went, to a, I went to a writing class because a girlfriend told me to go, and I had nothing to do after work. You know, when you're a comic, mm-hmm. you have a lot of energy. So when 9 to 5 hit, <laughs> when 5 hit, I was like, I'm still ready for another half of the day. <laughs> so I went and did stand-up after work uh, at a class, and my first show ever after the six weeks of the class was at the Hollywood Improv, September 16th, around 2005. Wow. Yeah. I love that you remember the date. Yep. Because it was all, all this is an accident. I didn't grow up wanting to be a comic. I didn't know you could make a living at this. I just watched it on TV, obsessed with Eddie Murphy, watched sitcoms. It was just, a, my friends are the ones who told me, you're really funny. You should take this seriously. You were like, let's fucking do That's it. Right. It's interesting to me that we don't tell kids all of the jobs they could have. Cause I remember growing up being like doctor, lawyer, teacher, fireman, policeman. That's it. Yep. And it's like, there's so many other fucking things you could do. I know. And, but nobody, I got my generation that, that raised me, they're immigrants mm-hmm. and immigrants. All they care about is just get a job, a house, a car, maybe have a baby and then die when it's time. That's it. <laughs> When it's time, not before, but only when it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where where are your people from? Uh, everyone here is from Jamaica, and I was born. In, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I live in the Bronx. I moved back out of LA after being there twenty years, so I'm back home mm-hmm. in the house I grew up in. I have not made any attempt to find my own place. That's my thing right now is moving. But yeah, I'm with my family, mm-hmm. my Jamaican family right now. I love it. I've never yeah. been to Jamaica. I want to go. I'm really my people are from Barbados, and I've also never gone to Barbados. Oh my god! One day, one day I'll go. Rihanna, Nicole, you need to go out there, girl. I know. Imagine we're related. <laughs> you might be a lot of weird, a lot of weird sex things happen in the West Indians. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I almost moved to the Bronx. I was looking at an apartment on Grand Concourse, ah. and then I ended up moving to Harlem. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Grand, Grand Concourse. I spent a lot of time around there because I had a. I was in love with a dude who lived out there for years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Target out there. That's why I was like, "Ooh, let me live near this Target." <laughs> <laughs> Get everything I need. Leave my home. Okay. Pop into the Target. Get my shit. I have been loving Target recently. I've had like a resurgence in my love for Target because I went to the dentist and they gave me a Xanax because I had, I guess, an anxiety attack because I had, a little, I had some PTSD because I had a root canal uh, and then two wisdom teeth taken out and they didn't put me out. I was awake for all of it. Oh. And you could hear the the crunching of oh, the teeth. No. It was really horrific. Mm. <laughs> 
And they kept being like, you're doing such a good job. And I kept being like, I don't want it. <laughs> so when I went back the second time, they gave me a Xanax because I was not doing well. At one point, I was like, ow. And she's like, oh, that's the tooth I did the root canal on. You can't, you shouldn't be able to feel it. And I was like, I feel everything. I don't know. I help. Oh, no. <laughs> I said out loud, help. And then started crying. <laughs> and then they gave me a Xanax. And then afterwards, I went to Target and I was like, everything here in Target is wonderful and magical. <laughs> I love Target. I bought so much shit at Target. And then the next time I went to the dentist, they did not give me a Xanax because they just fitted my uh, crown on. And then I went to Target because I was like, Target's magical after the dentist. And it was not as magical. So I'm thinking Xanax had to do with the majesty of Target. I have never been to Target High. I wish I, I need to try that. I mean, it was lovely. I kept picking up things and touching things. And I was like, I should have all nice things. This is for me. Thank you, Target. <laughs> Wait, so you're a lawyer? I didn't mean to skip right fucking over that. No. You're a lawyer? Uh, by title, yes. When you have a law degree, you're a lawyer. When you take the bar and have a bar card and you can practice, then you're an, an attorney. Oh, so yeah. you don't have a bar card? No, I didn't Didn't take the bar, no. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So any old person could be a lawyer, but then you have to pass the bar in order to practice law. Yes. Yeah, I can give, I can give, I can represent and give advice for federal law. Ooh. So, so immigration, trademark, IP, I can give advice and I can practice federal when you don't have a bar card, but when you're, when you are an attorney, I can help you get out of jail, represent you in court, that kind of stuff. Oh, so you can't get me out of jail. I can't, no. But you can help me trademark my name. Yes. <laughs> I love how I really dumbed that down for myself. I'm sure the listeners are like, bitch, we fucking get it. Who are you trying to educate? The answer is me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what is a strategy to winning an argument with your significant other? Oh, I'm so not qualified to answer that. Because <laughs> my significant other has a problem where he doesn't admit when he's wrong. I know this is a man thing. Oh. But it's uh -huh. real it's really a disorder in my mind at this point where he really <laughs> he doesn't have the ability to acknowledge unless it's a really egregious wrong he's done, like he broke something mm -hmm. that belonged to me. But if it's something that's, you know, my feelings, he's always like, I don't so I have to actually put on theatrics to get him to be like, maybe she's upset. So I don't, how do I get to win an <laughs> argument with him? Honestly, if, if we're having a minor thing, uh -huh. affection, touching him. Oh. He, he did something recently where he could tell that I was irritated. And all he, mm -hmm. did, was, all he did was stand up and go like this. And that was just to come. He just stood up with arms stretched. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like this, like, motherfucker, I don't want to. <laughs> and then I was like, all right. You know, it, <laughs> it breaks you down. So I did that to him and it worked. I was like, he was all irritated and he was way taller than me. But I, my little ass got up and I was like, you look like you need one of these. <laughs> and, it, and it worked. It won't always work, but for small things, it might work. You never okay. know. It's like breaking, breaking the glass, breaking the fourth wall when you do that. Like, come on. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Like, if you're feeling some type of way, it's like, well, I still love this person. So why don't I just reach out, give you a hug, remember what I love, and then, you know, you're not mad at me anymore, yeah. or vice versa. It's hard. It's very hard. It is hard. And I I worry, because I, I love to argue, so I'm like, oh, no. What if I find, like, 
what if I just squabble? I don't want to just squabble or be like a, what is it, a shrewd? Nicole? Or a fucking nag? Let, let me give your young ass some advice. These men these <laughs> days do not like to argue or squabble. Women like us oh. are like, I can have a knockdown drag out without being disrespectful, mm-hmm. passionate argument, and be okay minutes later. But these breed, this this breed of men that ages 25 to 60, which is all of them, <laughs> they don't seem to be able to have the backbone or the spine to engage in biting conversation without, mm. without, without feeling like it's really an attack or an argument. I had a problem with my last boyfriend, a cancer, which I think they're pussies. Probably not, but they feel like they are. <laughs> And male cancers are just sensitive. And I have a problem with the sensitive men. And this is a draconian, old-ass way of thinking. I'm, you know, I'm 75. Uh-huh. You know that I'm old. So I have a thing where I just don't have the patience for sensitive people. But men particularly, I'm like, dude, you've got to. I'd rather you be an insensitive asshole than be sensitive. That's just me. Really? I don't have time, I... Nicole. We don't got time. <laughs> I like sensitive boys. Oh, so <laughs> disgusting. So <laughs> gross. I like a boy who can feel. No, I got titties to feel. I'm a, <laughs> I barely have titties to feel, so maybe that's what that is. I like, uh, yeah, I think I like sensitive boys because I'm like, sometimes I have trouble expressing my feelings. So I'm like, you express yours and then I'll see how I feel. And then this, that's good. No, that's fear. where did you find your current boyfriend oh uh well (laughs) i met him in 1989 holy shit i graduated high school in 89 and he was the first full-grown actual man that i met after high school graduation because i got i went to a a community college because my grades have always been trash Mm -hmm. and i went to a community college and business administration class i was sitting in the back because i was still a a troublemaker in class Mm -hmm. and he came in class way late nowhere to sit so he's had to sit in the front row by the window and he was the first man that made me be like oh I, don't, I I went to a Catholic high school, so I wasn't I was around boys, but they were all the same ones that I saw every day for four years. Mm-hmm. He was the first like full grown man jock who was not in my class. I didn't know him, and he was he were I remember he had an all red Nike gear, the basketball bag, the sneakers, everything. Just a big beautiful man, and I was in love with him from that mo- moment. But we were in class. He had a girlfriend. It wasn't meant to be. He, he transferred, left. I, I graduated, went to another school, a four-year college. And we stayed in contact. And we had a friends with benefits relationship, probably on and off for about 15, 20 years. 15, 20 years? Meaning we had sex like twice a year for that long. When I would go back to New York to visit my family, I'd go see him. Ooh. And he wanted to he wanted to make it a permanent thing, but I live in LA. I don't believe in long distance. Long distance to me is bullshit. If you love him or love her, go there. So I wouldn't do long distance. So we just would hook up every Thanksgiving or Christmas for years, no matter who I was dating. Sorry, whoever's gonna hear this, but wow. fuck it now. Wow. Yeah. So when I moved back to New York, I was he was like, Well, you're you're back now, let's do this. So we decided to get back when I moved back two years ago. I guess distance makes the heart grow fonder. Or forget. 15, 20 years to, to get down to get dead ass. That's a long yeah. time. That's so funny that you don't believe in long distance relationships. 
Why? It's a waste. I did it once. I did it once. I met a. I met this fuckboy piece of shit cheater uh, dude named Ryan, and he was. <laughs> He's a, he was at that time a Marine. And he, I met him on blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> what a funny name for a website. A very, Nicole, very popular site. That site is popping. I don't Wait. know what it's doing now, but when I was on it, it was popping. Blackpeoplemeet.com. I fucking, yep. I love it. <laughs> Anybody hears this podcast, they will know, especially white girls. As years progressed recently, white people be all up on nigga. You know, the chocolate got around. Wow. We're, we're, now, I we're mean, the good sauce now. That's you know. very funny to be like, how do I meet black people? That's what I think <laughs> I like. I better head to www.blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> and I met Ryan, the Marine, and we hooked up and we're cool and hanging out. And he had he got deployed to somewhere in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he left me his car to watch. He's gone for a year. So we had the very pining, I love you, I miss you thing. But when he came back... Right before he got back, I got a phone call from someone who alleged to be his wife. Oh, no. And she said, your cell phone number is all up and over and around these bills, oh. which clearly clearly he's not bright in how to cheat. Uh-huh. But I had already broken up with him, like, right when that phone call happened, because when he when he came back from being deployed, he was so unavailable. Mm-hmm. Which means they're fucking everybody else. You gotta go see his wife. Yeah. And girlfriend. Yeah. And girlfriend too. I had a girlfriend call me also. So wow. that's why I'm like long distance. It's too hard to monitor. It's too hard to trust. And you might, I might meet someone and or you that makes it be like, you know what? They're in San Fran or India. I'll try. But I, I did it twice. I don't like long distance. I'd rather just be single and see you when I come visit. Damn, Ryan. I also, I cannot fathom combing through a phone bill looking at who my partner is calling that's Ooh, girl i i that's a lot of work <laughs> yeah i know and it's uh, exhausting long distance yes. is also very tiring so because of that i'm like i know my temperament and and it's hard to long distance with somebody that you actually are longing for mm-hmm. if you don't long for them then you can be away and live your life do your thing but if you get this if cupid hits you Long distance is painful. It's pain every day. I mean... And I didn't want to have to feel that with someone that I actually really am pining away for all the time, which is the guy I'm with now. So, you know, I can't help it. With him, something about him hit me in the heart and every other part when I met him mm-hmm. when I was seven, mm-hmm. when I was eight, when I was 18, mm-hmm. that I, I have never been able to shake. He is an addiction. It's a problem. It's not always healthy. It's very sexual. What do you sexual. mean it's not always healthy? Not always healthy in that I feel like there are parts of him that I'm, I might have outgrown that I'm ignoring. Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy to finally be with him and to try this that I, I admit I'm ignoring some things. Not major, nothing with to do with my health and well-being. Just in terms of, you know, at this point in my life, in my career, I should I should have someone a little more accomplished. But I don't. So I'm like, you know, I'm content with the way that is right now. So right Interesting. now, it's, right now, the thing with me and him, it's fun, but I'm, I don't necessarily believe that it's the right thing for me right now, but I'm going to fuck it away until I figure it out. And is this something you've spoken about with him? Ah, uh, have I? Kind of. But he really has a problem with real discussions and real conversation. Uh, see, that's why 
I like a sensitive boy yeah. because a sensitive boy will have a real conversation with you because they're like not necessarily, <laughs> or they will avoid it because they can't do it. Ah, you'll get one or the other. You'll get the one who will share the, their ass off because they are in touch with you and your sensitive uh, feelings, or you'll get the one who's like, I don't, I. I don't like confrontation. I don't mm-hmm. like my feelings. I don't discuss them. I'm a man. We don't do that. You'll get either, you'll get two of the extremes. Or you may get one that's like, I, I'm able to discuss and or not discuss, but I find sensitive is either too much or not enough. That's just my experience. All right. Well, real quick, we have to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. <laughs> Okay, so you give inspirational corporate speeches, yes. on, and the topic is how to find your fabulous. Yes. And I'm not trying to get you to give it away for free, but like, okay. what do you what do you talk about during these your corporate speeches? The elevator pitch that I created, or I got help creating, admittedly, was I 
I work to influence women around the world by inspiring them to find the funny in their flaws. Mm-hmm. So if I had the power, which is not there yet, but I like speaking to primarily women. And the backbone of my story is never too late to start a new job or a new career or a new journey. And the things that have probably made you really feel bad about who you are and what you've accomplished are things that, you know, they can be made into, you can learn from them and find the funny in them without all the trauma. Example, I did a speech at the Women's Empowerment Conference in Vegas two years ago, right? The year before, 2019, before COVID. And it was thousands of women in, at the MGM in Vegas. And one woman after my speech pulled me aside and said, um, she's, I, I, in my speech, it was like, I've always been kind of told that Jackie, you're a lot and men don't really know how to, some men. And she told me that she had a guy that she talked to and he always told her that she had too many dreams Oof. and she was too much Oof. and she wanted to do, and she dumped him and she said that she was so it was so hard for him to get rid of him. And mm-hmm. she cried and I cried. I get, I get a lot of women telling me now that I give them the courage to try something. Because I became a comic when I was 35. And some women are like, I want to go to college, but I'll be 40 when I'm done. I want to start a business. And my thing is all about do whatever you want to do. It's not too late. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you are a chubby girl, if you have a gap in your teeth, if you've never been skinny, if you can't find a guy, like all of these things don't make you flawed. They make you fabulous. If you can figure out what about you makes, you know, if you can laugh at yourself, mm-hmm. if you la- the things that make you feel like you are nothing, if you can laugh at it, then it's not such a, an insurmountable thing to get over. That poor woman whose partner told her that she had too too many dreams and then she dumped Mm -hmm. him and then he wouldn't go away. Sounds like a narcissist. I've uh, uh, been, I don't, Instagram for whatever reason has been feeding me like, like relationship stuff about like narcissism and stuff. And I was like, boy, that sounds awful. It sounds (laughs) like a bad time. I don't want that. That's the problem with a lot of women that I've been finding is that a lot of us, we're trained to uh dim our light mm-hmm. unfortunately for men and you know i'm trying to get women to be like you have to be the firecracker that you are regardless of what those around you may think mm-hmm. men your family your kids like sometimes the cheerleaders that you need are never in your family you're not dating them you have to look in the mirror and find your own motivation mm-hmm. and my my speeches are always like i really didn't have anyone tell me i was amazing you know, or that I was attractive or that I had talent. All that shit I figured out myself. And I'm trying to give speeches that try and make women feel like you may not ever have anyone to give you what you need to do what you want to do and try what you want to try. All of my stuff just came from, fuck it, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. And, and and if I fail, I fail. But if I'm having fun, I may stick with it, you know. And sometimes women are so with the, the husband and the kids and the chores and the, mm-hmm. they do nothing for themselves. So I'm going to try and get women to be like, you know, make you a priority and do whatever you want to do and try what you want to try. Don't worry about being 30 or 50 or 70. None of that shit matters, you know. It is wild that we as a society go, uh-oh, you're 40. You haven't done what you said you're going to do or what you think you should be doing. So, like, I guess you give up and you pass away. It's so weird that there's, like, a timeline that you got to hit certain things. I know. We're going to die anyway. And this whole yeah. thing is, I can't go back to school. I'll be 50. Well, God willing, bitch, you will be 50 anyway. Mm-hmm. So go to class. Go to <laughs> class and do what you want to do and... Like, have a nice time. <laughs> I always think it's so wild when people are like, 
they feel limited in what they can do. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you're not. You're a, you are an example of that. You're an example of whatever the fuck you want to try. Try. Every now and then, I'll be in public, and I'll be scrolling, and then I'll come across uh, Nicole <laughs> Byer half naked on a pole. I'm oh! My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I did, my friend Eleanor, who introduced me to polling, and, you know, strippers. I love strippers. But uh, Eleanor was the one who was, like, actively taking uh, classes. And I did say to her, I was like, am I too fat to take a class? And she was like, no. Are no. You crazy? She was like, absolutely not. She's like, no, no. It's like, you could just do what your body allows you to do. Don't worry. Take the class. And I was like, okay. And literally, that's all I needed to be like, I'm doing it. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you need a person to say it out loud. But like, if you're listening to this, and you're like, should I? I'll be the person. Fucking do it. Jackie mm-hmm. would be the person. Just do it. You'll just feel better. And I'm not good at a lot of my little hobbies, but they make me feel good. Exactly. And and you may never be good at what the things that you try, but people are so concerned with everybody else thinks. And the older I get and in this business, people, it doesn't matter. People try all kinds of shit that I have never thought of trying and they do it and they're happy. Mm-hmm. I may see I may see it and be like, that's stupid. And they're like, well, <laughs> I did it. So just do it. Nobody, nothing matters. I mean, pandemic, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I hope more people feel like that. They're like, we have a very uh, finite amount of time in on this planet. So it's like, why wouldn't you do the things that make you happy and bring you fucking joy, baby? Girl, when I, when I do, when I have like road dates that I, that I want to bring my, my guy with me Mm -hmm. and, and, and if there are any other comics on the shows with me, when I go downstairs to go do the show, they're like, what did you and your guy do all day? Did you go on did you go on trips? Did you go for lunch? Did you go see the sights? I'm like, no, we stayed in the hotel room all day and had a lot of sex. <laughs> and they're like, every day? I'm like, yeah, I can go see the Liberty Bell, whatever the fuck I want. I want to see his bell. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> I mean, the Liberty Bell. Who? Whoever wants. I went and saw the Liberty Bell, and uh-huh. I agree with you. It's just a fucking bell. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I don't know what I thought was going to happen at the bell, but yeah. I was like, straight up, we're just a bunch of idiots looking at a bell. Oh. <laughs> what are we doing? I was so mad. So mad. It reminds me of Seinfeld. He's like, when he travels to tour and people are like, you got to see so-and-so. He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and I and I, I agree with him so much. You got to go have this cheesesteak or whatever. You got to go see this monument. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, I I like <laughs> I used to go out and do things. The older I get when I tour, I can't like I'm just tired. It's like yeah, I flew it's... in, got off a plane, did a show, like maybe drank, went to sleep late, woke up. I'm still fucking tired from the day before and I have to do a show later. How about this? You gotta get in the shower in three hours. You gotta eat. Yep. There's no time to go see shit. Yeah, can't do <laughs> anything. Nothing. Uh, it's a it's a relief sometimes going on the road like oh I'm away from people I can sleep full nights and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I'm away from the fucking people I get lonely sometimes oh yeah me too it's a it's a what, I think that's a Green Day song it's a lonely road the only road that I have ever known I fucking love Green Day <laughs> anyway I have a question yeah yeah <laughs> so okay. Say you're getting married or whatever, and you need a prenup. Can you do a prenup? Yeah. 
can I create one or go on? Yeah, that's all those are forms online. Mind you, I don't have any experience with that, so I probably would consult a lawyer. I don't want to fuck it up. But oh. I, 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 I have the tools to research how to do it, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm yeah. so interested in preen. I like, I like read a little bit about prenups, and in some, you get, like, the woman gets money based on the sex of the child that they have. Uh-huh. And sometimes women will get less money for having girls because they don't carry the name. And I was like, what? It's still that way? They, they didn't change that yet? That's still I mean, the same way? I mean, you can still do that in your prenup and you can, you know, contest it and be like, no, women are, or girls are worth the same amount. But I just think it's so interesting to negotiate the end of your marriage at the beginning of your marriage. You know what? I'm not going to lie. This, I, I've been thinking about the prenup thing because I'm supposed to be getting married in September to this this gentleman I'm, we're talking to about. But who would have thought? Then I'm like, okay. who ever would have thought you guys were getting married? I I truly was like, wait, what? Yes, I'm allegedly engaged. I say allegedly because today on this day, Super Bowl Sunday, my relationship is not going that well. But as as of two or three days ago, I was madly in love and we're getting married in September. So today's rough. Who proposed to who? I assume he proposed to you. It wasn't a proposal. It was like a discussion. Oh, it was like a, we talked when we, when we got back together two years ago, he kept bringing up the topic of marriage like all the time. And I was kind of like, I don't know where my head is at yet, bro. I'm enjoying the reuniting with you and all the sex that we didn't have for 20 years. And he kept bringing it up, and we went to Hawaii. I had a gig there. I, I made it longer mm-hmm. for our vacation. And he 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 was just he became this love bombing romantic <laughs> lunatic. And he's like, you know, we're gonna get married, right? And I was like, yeah. So that's kind of how it went. It was kind of like, and I remember we were drunk and high, and we were I think we we're almost fucking on the balcony in the hotel, and it was just it happened in a drunken just embrace. It was no, there was no proposal. It was kind of like, oh, you and I want, I never want to be with, I don't want to be without you. And then it was just after that, the next morning, the, the next morning, he was like, we were laying in the bed in the dark and I was on his chest. He was like, did we get engaged? And I said, I think we did. So it happened very ghetto style. I love that y'all <laughs> were like, did we? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's how much he's, that's how much he cannot discuss his feelings. He was like, I think, I think we're engaged. I'm like, is that your way of, okay. I just took it. And I'm like, I think we are. And we ran from it and talked about it every day, every day since then. Have you like picked out a dress? Is there a venue? Are you enjoying planning? It's going to be a courthouse thing and then a nice dinner at a nice fancy place with our immediate families. It was going to be a big wedding, but he thought I wanted a big wedding. I thought he wanted a big wedding <laughs> because he has a big uh, Antiguan family from Antigua. Mm-hmm. And I have Jamaica. He thought we were going to have like this big West Indian fucking Bob Marley showdown. I'm like, no, I don't want any of that. And, he, oh, and he's like, I don't want that either. So we decided I'm mm-hmm. going to get a pretty dress, white. I'm going to wear white, white because they we're born again <laughs> every day. And he'll wear a nice light suit. So that's all it's going to be. Simple. I, I often yeah. think about my wedding and at one point i was like big dumb stupid wedding yep. where my gay male friends will be bridesmaids in drag and oh my God. you know i'm going to wear flames and glitter and <laughs> feel, feel <laughs> the older i've gotten i'm like i don't even know if i want a ceremony i think i exactly it goes 
when you start when you when you begin thinking about the the uh the tediousness or the or the work involved mm-hmm. in preparing i don't like here's the thing about me i am an extrovert when i have to be i don't necessarily i don't necessarily like the spotlight and attention here's jack he said i don't like that unless mm-hmm. i'm working if i'm working then i'm like yes please i want music a band all that shit but in regular life, I don't necessarily like everyone. Like, look at her and look at what she has on. And I get kind of anxiety with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought about the big the big party and the big wedding. And I'm like, my personality would rather be fancy and expensive and on, on a very small scale. You know what I mean? That's that's more me. That's interesting that you say that because I am pretty outgoing, pretty much an extrovert. But lately, like when I go to the airport, I'll put on my colorful like track suit or like leopard print set and then i'll look in the mirror and i'll go someone's gonna talk to me and i'm gonna have to have a conversation about why i look so fun and my suitcase is leopard print and i don't want that so i'll take off the clothes and then put on like all black and a hat so people leave me the fuck alone And ah. it's not like it's it's not like people recognizing me because I I look like a little boy when I fly because I don't have a padded bra on or anything and I I don't have my wigs on I'm not wearing makeup mm-hmm. but it's like people you're not a boy honey have you have you seen have you seen your ass <laughs> it is a big old ass baby got back baby thank you beautiful beautiful people will ask me questions mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wow that's like flashy like do you like uh like are you happy like one lady at the airport she was like are you like a happy person and i was like yes i don't i don't know where to go with this i know what what are you gonna say to a stranger no i'm usually very sad i'm a very sad person (laughs) i'm wearing the colors to remind me there's joy in the world yeah i just (laughs) sometimes i feel like the the black lady on the bench in forrest gump where forrest just talks and drones on and on and on she's like i'm late for my fucking bus but like i I, yeah i'm the same way and of and funny you said that of late and i mean like in the last probably three years, one year prior to pandemic, I have been dressing more and more like uh, a nine-year-old girl in elementary school. <laughs> and Amy Miller, of course, I know you I love. I love Amy. I know, I love her. I sent her a picture of a pair of hot pink uh-huh. metallic cowboy boots. And she said, you are one outfit away from being a full drag queen. Because I'm always <laughs> sending her flamboyantly loud pink glitter gold mm-hmm. lemon. And I lately, I've been wearing more shit like that. And I love it. But because I wear hot pink, you know, fluorescent, whatever, people are like, everyone wants to talk to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't wear this. Really for that? I wore it because I'm a girl who loves girly shit. It you know what I mean? It is funny that people... Like, feel like if you're wearing something fun, that's like uh, an invitation to talk. But it's like, no, I wore this for me. Exactly. There are some times where I'm like, I did wear this for people to talk to me. I'm in a good mood, please. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're inadvertently trying to help people's moods around you. Mm. Like a thing that I like Sarah Jessica Parker on uh, and whatever. It's Sex in the City part two. Mm -hmm. That that title is so hard to remember. (laughs) But I feel like I like dressing like a black version of Carrie Bradshaw. Okay. I love the big poofy dress. I love a dress. I love poof. And I, I own these two like taffeta, whatever they call it, wedding dress skirts mm-hmm. in, every, in different colors. And when I wear them, I am so fucking happy because I'm wearing a tutu mm-hmm. for no reason. For no reason other than uh, you want to be in it. 
Exactly. And but the amount of attention these skirts get from women, they they damn near have orgasms in the street. They're like, oh, <laughs> is that a hot pick? Valerie told you. But you can't help that. But I make them happy. And, I, and that actually makes me happy too. I loved and just like that. It was one of the worst shows I've ever seen on television. I watched Why? every fucking episode. Me too. I want more <laughs> of it. This show is brilliant. It's got us all cussing them off to high heaven, but we're still like, but I'm going to watch it. And I want these bitches to come back for another season. But you, y'all did a horrible job, by the way. Terrible. <laughs> Isn't that and weird? I loved it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's insane that I loved it as much as I did because I was like, I loved it. This isn't good. Be- oh, here's why I don't think it's good. <laughs> I I think the series, seasons one through six, are yeah. here. The movies are not canon to the series, I think, and just like that is canon to the two movies. They're very much like the movies and not like the series. That is a brilliant analysis. <laughs> Nicole? <laughs> That's so fucking good. And I was like, because I too have given this series way too much of my brain time. Yes. And that is a wonderful way to describe it because the series is why I went back. Yes. Yes. They negate so much from the series, but it, and I feel like Carrie marrying big negated a lot of stuff that we set up in the series. So when they actually get married, you're like, what? He's terrible to her. He's never actually liked her. So spoiler, I'm going to spoil it. If you didn't watch the first fucking episode, I knew something was up because he was being nice to her and liked her. (laughs) And I was like, there is no world where this is true (laughs) and is going to play out for the rest of the series. And then when it happened, I was like, of course it did. He hated her. (laughs) I I think the creators and all this stuff, they knew going in, we're not going to do this unless we're going to get a season two. Mm-hmm. I think they, of course, I think they're like, we're not going to put all this work in <laughs> and ridicule to be like, hey, guys, temporary. No, there's no way. I guarantee you there'll be another season. I hope so. I need more Che Diaz. Che uh, Diaz. I have a crush on Che. I when That scene where he, where they were helping uh Cynthia Nixon, get off. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was, I was like, first of all, Che, your, your, uh, what you call it? your procedure, your tactic, how you did it, it is very good. It was. In the, I mean, if you want to get fingered real quick in the kitchen, that's the way. That's the way we all do it. That's the way to do it. The way they did it. Everyone watching, like, yeah, that's how we all get fingered standing up by the counter. I don't think I've ever been fingered standing up by a counter. What? Girl, what's the kitchen for? What's the kitchen for? Oh, it's for cooking, holding bottles of ketchup in the refrigerator, cutting up the vegetables. Until somebody enters you from the back in the kitchen, you have not been in your kitchen. Wow. Yeah, I I didn't know that was a thing that we were all doing. I'm I don't I'm not adventurous with the sex. I'm like a bed. Um, yeah, bent over a bed, on a bed, near a bed, beds. <laughs> oh, you you require a bed? I mean, I I thought we were all doing it on beds. <laughs> I mean, I have in my in my youth, I fucked in bathrooms, but other than that, yeah, bedrooms. What? You know what's funny? When Clubhouse was a thing during the pandemic when we we were all suicidal, there was some there was some room that I was in and Tiffany Haddish came in the room and one of the few times that I've been able to, to see her and talk to her since, since she's, you know, uh, blew up. We were talking about sex and the topic and somebody else was like, 
I need a bed. And me and Tiffany were together like, you don't need a bed to get it on. You need a bed. You ain't never fuck without a bed. We're like, you ain't have yes. legs. Stand up, bend over. Like, we're like, the last thing we need is a bed. Yes, for the most part. I mean, I've fucked in like public restrooms, um, a bench or two. But for the most part, <laughs> yeah, beds. I just remember, I may have mentioned it on this podcast before, but there's a scene in Soul Food where cousin uh, Faye is like, fucking her cousin's husband against a wall and he like lifts her up and my mother looked at me and she said that takes a lot of balance and that's very hard and I think I just took that to heart I was like 12 and I was like yeah I guess you gotta lay down to fuck because otherwise <laughs> it's hard no but but against the wall being picked up is one of thousands of positions that's not the one that you and I should be looking to have fulfilled <laughs> Yeah, unless I'm fucking the rock who's like, yeah, you're a feather. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Let me tell you, I have this joke that I never do, but I always think about it when it comes to that. When I was younger, I would clown men if they didn't try and pick me up. I'd be like, you are a pussy. Pick me up. And now I'm like, (laughs) you don't want to throw your back out and blame me, nigga. No, put me down. Don't be a hero. Put me the fuck down. That's very funny. <laughs> I once had a man pick me up and I was like, he's going to die. Yeah, you get you get worried about it when they try that. Yeah, because I could feel all of his bones and muscles the working to hoist me up. And I was like, that's not how it should feel. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be pleasurable. Not like, are you about to throw your back out, sir? You about to pass? What's going on? You better put me the fuck down. I was just thinking, I was like, I guess, I mean, I've like stood up, bent over a bed. (laughs) Can you bend over and touch your ankles? Oh, yeah, of course. There you go. That's a wonderful position. Stand up, bend over, touch your ankles. Oh. That's all, that's all access right there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sitting down on chairs, let him sit on the chair, you sit on him, facing him, not facing him. Oh. Having a tall guy helps, but I realize that's not really valid. Every, all heights is possible. You just have to have a guy who's open to try. You got to try. There's really no rule. Forget the books and what you've seen online. You got to have a partner that's like, let's just try. Uh Uh-huh. And if it doesn't work, we'll untry. (laughs) You know? So when you try, are you like, are you saying, hey, get up, get up and sit there and I'm a I'm a slam down on you. You know, when you're in the moment, like you're in the moment, like we are actively making love. You can guide each other speaking about it, but not like go over here and sit down. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just be like, I want to I want to sit facing you. Can you just sit over and get, grab that chair? You just gently mm. give direction. That's all. Wow. That was pretty sexy right there. It was. I- <laughs> Yeah, and it brought me back to every time I've ever had sex and said something. I'm like, I'm not sexy. <laughs> I'm like, hey, flip me over, please. <laughs> it's cold. You got a blanket? You gotta, you gotta soften it up a little bit. I guess so. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah, okay. Hey. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I'm saying I don't know how to be sensual. Oh, my God. I told you, men are pussies. Not all of y'all, but <laughs> most of you. And that's what I want. I want a pussy man. I want a sensitive boy. <laughs> that's what I want. Real quick, we have to take another break.
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. Jackie, I have a question. Yes. So like... Are you were you like a big flirt in high school? Did you have to I feel like it's a shitty question to be like, did you always have confidence? But I feel like, I don't know, that's like a question fat ladies get asked a lot. But I'm curious. <laughs> I truly, honestly, I honestly and truly do not know the source for the confidence besides trial and error. Uh-huh. There was no my parents took care of me and I had a good childhood, but they weren't encouragers unless it was academic stuff you know mm-hmm. and by that i mean don't fucking fail nothing really nurturing so, <laughs> so I, and in high school i was insecure because i felt all of my girlfriends were prettier than me and i lived in an era where if you were light-skinned you were the more attractive girl so i had that stigma in my head mm-hmm. and i was i was a funny girl and all of my best friends in schools were always guys so i kind of made my way of handling the insecurity that was i knew was bound to happen I come. I combated that by making my friends men, 
Mm-hmm. And, that, and that kind of saved me from a lot of insecurity because I, all of my friends were dudes. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I kind of felt like one of them, although I would date them because I, you know, I would occasionally date the, my guy friends. And I, I felt like, and when I, my first serious boyfriend, I was with him, my ex-husband for like nine, 10 years, but he told me every day I was beautiful. He showered me mm-hmm. with love the whole relationship. So I, I would accredit him. He passed away a while ago, a heart attack. I would accredit him with, feeding me daily while he and I were together. Even when we were fighting, they, he thought I was gorgeous. Aww. So when he, and, when he and I ended and I moved, moved to LA and there was no more him and I had to live on my own, it was my first time being single ever because I had him forever. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know. I just, something, I would probably God, probably him telling me every day that I'm pretty. So I'm like, I must be pretty if he thinks that he was an attractive guy. And because I was always the funny girl around my guy friends, it made it easier to flirt mm-hmm. because because they're comfortable around me and I'm comfortable around them. So I kind of have always been a flirty girl without being sexual about it, but I know how to make guys be blush also. You know what I mean? Oh. That's a skill that I think I have. I'm very good at flirting with men because I feel like women, we think we need a special way to be flirted with, but I think men need the same attention. Like I like flattery, so do men. Like, I like being told, I love your sneakers. I'm like, oh, your hair? Men love all that shit, too. Like, do some of the things that we, like, have done to us. Do that to men. You'd be shocked at how much they're like, oh, they get all they get all flustered, and they get blushy, and they get embarrassed. Oh. And use that to your advantage. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's very good advice. So they don't get it. They don't get it. They, they live their life as we're the provider. We have to do this. We have to. Men are always expected to have a job to do. Mm-hmm. They're rarely, they're rarely ever fawned over. Like, look at, you know, look at those muscles. Hey, shoulders. That kind of shit will make a man smile all day long. And I use that when I want to date someone or when I'm attracted to a guy. The guy friends, I've had guy friends be like, I thought you liked me. I'm like, no, I'm just letting you know that your beard is cute. You know, it's just mm-hmm. flattery works. Interesting. It works. I never compliment men. And I don't know why. I guess I should. I mean. Well, sometimes I do. My male friends, I do. But if I'm like interested in the guy i'm like oh i don't want to come off too strong i don't want them to be like oh what is she doing i just get like real self-conscious about it i was i would say don't when you approach men don't approach them with you're trying to get the number or the digits or the dick mm. I, I would say approach them like you're just trying to make them laugh because the mm. comedy thing this comedy shit works on everyone and i've made okay. a lot of men laugh and then that makes them be like i like being around her then they want to be around me more I'm, I'm making it sound like I, I've, I have large spans of time with no boyfriend, like like mm-hmm. years. <laughs> so, but when but when I'm in that drought period, voluntarily or involuntarily, I always have a fuck buddy of some sort. I feel like mm-hmm. women women who don't get laid because they want a boyfriend, I think you're wasting your life. Find oh. somewhere somehow to at least get your needs taken care of. Also, that's another thing. If you're not hungry and thirsty and starving, you appear to be more desirable if you are going after a dude mm. and they can tell you seem thirsty mm-hmm. and thirsty can thirsty you can you can appear horny without realizing it <laughs> so i'm like I, I masturbate a lot uh-huh. fuck buddy i'm always i gotta get his orgasm out some way to be out in the world so i would say do that so that when you do approach men it's no the old rule that men have jerk off before you go out on a date uh-huh the same rule that we should be following. When you're go- when you're gonna go out to meet dude, you shouldn't be all uh-huh. pent up and horny. Like, ah, I haven't seen a dick since Christmas. They can tell. <laughs> oh, 
they can tell. They can tell. They're like, she's on the prowl. And that is the best way to have a guy run away. Last example I thought of in the shower the other day. Women who don't want to go <laughs> after men or don't want to put the effort to find the guy. I'm like, when you're mm-hmm. hunting, if you're a hunter, wherever you are in the country, you, you hunt animal. You have to have an outfit mm-hmm. on. You have, to, you have to wear a special outfit to go hunt. At the, the clothing has to have a, a clothing pattern, camo, whatever to hunt. You got mm-hmm. to go out a certain time of day. You got a certain time of year, certain guns, certain bait. Because you're trying to get, you're trying to catch something that does not want to be caught. Mm-hmm. It's the same rules for trying to find a man. You got to wear an outfit or at least try and look cute or clean. Uh huh. Go somewhere that you know they might be a certain time of night. Have a certain kind of bait, whether it's your conversation or your looks, whatever. But men don't want to be caught, but you have to put the, the steps in place to hunt for them. So it's the same thing for animals. They don't want to get caught. They're in the wild. Men are out there in the wild. If you want to mm-hmm. get them, you got to put some effort into it. You got to go where they are, wear the outfit, have the bait, go out in the early morning. When you go on trying to find a boyfriend, you got to put some work into it. I know we want them to come to us. But where are they? I don't know. What do you wear? What do you What do you want to wear? Do you want to wear for Nicole or do you want to wear for them? Or a, a mixture? You any, any woman is like, I dress for me. Well, then that's why you haven't seen a penis. In three years, <laughs> you have to dress for more than you. Oh, interesting. With, without being uncomfortable. Example: Somebody might hear that and think, "Well, Jackie wants me to wear heels. I don't got time." No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I wear I wear I wear cute sneakers with every outfit, a dress, a skirt, comfort, and knowing you look cute. That's what I mean by looking cute for the date. I don't mean mm-hmm. dressing for men. I mean dressing for Nicole, but knowing that men will like it too. You have to care uh, about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you show a little cleavy, little cleavage, but then you're just like, but also uh, my pants are they're wide leg and comfy. Yeah, exactly. If you want to wear a leopard print bodysuit, go ahead. But where? But let me see some flesh. Can I see a titty? A little bit of meat? <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> So you feel like you, but but he's also like, well, I want to see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You got to give him something. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. I think that's, I think that's good advice. You have to do something. You and when you say, I don't, I don't, I never compliment men. I mean, think about how often you say, I never go out this time of day. I never compliment men. I never th- count how often how many of those you have. And then you'll be like, this mm-hmm. is this is why I'm single. I got too many things I don't do. Mm, I gotta start. Doing things. Yeah, like like Sandra Rhymes. Say yes. You got to say yes to shit. Yes. Say yes to the experience. Say yes. yes to a man. Say yes to everything. Yes, the compliments. Yes, make him feel good about himself. You know, that's because you're trying to get, you, you have an ultimate goal. You're not really trying to get him. You're trying to get what you need. But you got to play the game. Interesting. <laughs> you know, and, and, and in turn, you playing the game, getting what you want, will hopefully get his rocks off too. I think this is all good advice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jackie, we've come to the end. No, I have a song I wrote for you. I want to sing it. Wait, really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have anything you want to promote? I am at the DC Comedy Loft March March, March. I'm at DC Comedy Loft. Where the fuck is it? 10th oh. through 12th. Yes, March 10th through 12th. I'm at DC Comedy Loft. And when I'm not there, I'm always at the Comedy Cellar in the village in New York City. 
And you can go to JackieFabulous.com for more dates. I forget them all because they keep getting canceled and rescheduled. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening. It is annoying. Yeah. It is uh, <laughs> like COVID really makes it fucking hard <laughs> to do with, uh, to like schedule any fucking Okay, thing. anything, literally. <laughs> okay, well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And then if you write me something nasty and send it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com, I will read it. So this person <laughs> wrote to me. So you and me go out. We have a little bit of fun at Chuck E. Cheese. We go back to your place and podcast all night long about hypothetical situations we could get into together, like fantasize how I could bring you to a lady glory hole and go slurp, slurp, suck, suck, or try to tune to a specific radio station or try to tune to a specific radio station with your clit. But that's it. We only podcast about hypotheticals. I'm waiting till marriage. Well, okay. That what? that was in, that's interesting. Um, hypotheticals. Okay, how about this? I want Nicole to slip her feet, yes, both feet into my <laughs> into my sopping wet hole and oh. use me as a pair of diving flippers. That's funny. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and the imagination is crazy. <laughs> yeah, what a horrible image, and I fucking love it. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in LA, a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.